watch wrestling? We watch wrestling! Welcome, friend, foe, heel, babyface, mm, tweener, mm, manager, valet, mm, commentator, all are welcome at the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. I am your wonderful and darling red-headed bearded host, Beyond the Matt McCarthy, with me, the professional wrestling Padawan, greener than a can of Sprite, Tom Sibley. Hey, who is this? Super Joint Ritual. Jesus, this is amazing. Cross the ring from him. The professional wrestling encyclopedia, Mr. Vince Averill. Lip smacking. Good. <laughs> uh, this is the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. We're here each and every Wednesday at 3.16 a.m. 3.16 a.m. We Watch Wrestling. Go to our website, wewatchwrestlingpodcast.com. That is ringside seats. That's all the info that you need. Got an Amazon banner you can help us out financially. Somebody just bought a baby crib. Congratulations. Hey. We salute you. Uh, I hope you. I hope it was conceived while Don't show him nothing but Mid-South until he knows better. Uh, there's a uh, Spotify playlist. You can listen to all these wonderful songs. Uh, there's a uh, YouTube playlist. We watch a lot of things. Um, if the WWE Network was social, we would share our watch list with you. Um. Actually, and and we could even potentially share our roster on Fire Pro Wrestling Returns on the PlayStation Two. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, what else is happening? Uh, go to uh, Vine. We watch wrestling on Vine. Go to Tumblr. We watch wrestling podcast on Tumblr. Go to Twitter at We Watch W Podcast. What's the W stand for, Tom? Widowers. Hang in there, guys. Yikes. Um, your wife's dead. <laughs> Go to uh, email us at uh, wewatchwrestlingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, what else? Uh, rate, review, subscribe. That's the most important thing. That's why I save it for last. It's the best way that you can help this show. Give us a five-star review. Whatever it is, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on uh, 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 everything else. <laughs> and, uh, and everything in between. What are you doing to help make this show even bigger? It keeps getting bigger and better each week, so God knows some of you are doing your job. Get involved. And, and and never more has it been important to subscribe to this podcast because we're taking the gear to San Jose. We're going to yeah. be podcasting. You never know. We're, we're going to drop a special little snippet of something that went down, talk to somebody. You're going to want to have that dropping right into the fucking whatever gimmick you use to listen to this thing. You're not going to want to have to look for it. You know, it just occurs to me now, did we book Room 316? I don't know if... Uh, we did. <laughs> I, I just checked. We did. We're in 316. And listen, we're seriously going to Mania. That's I, We've been talking about it, but in case you ha- it hasn't sunk in to any listeners out there, we're going. We're there. Not right now, but you know. So, so we'll be around. Yeah. And we'll be dropping little podcasts here and there, I think. That's the plan, at least. You never know what happens. We get up there, we start pre-showing, and... It's Mania Weekend. And you don't know. You don't know. And, and you know, I also want to go on record uh, just from a legal standpoint. We have been sort of negative on, on Vince McMahon. By uh, Under no circumstances did we condone the stealing of his Bentley. Did we call for that? Were we trying to somehow subliminally speak to any of you guys and say, you know, steal from him or, or do harm to him? 
Now, if for some reason you were involved, please get a hold of us. We'd love to talk. Yeah, to you. just I want to know about the sound system because apparently it was a hundred thousand dollar sound system in his Bentley. Well, what does that even look like? Yo, the story. <laughs> the thing is that they found his car. They found his car in the Bronx. The only story speaks of. The car You're being Fred Norris over there. Oh man, this was <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the levels are this good. As the sound of, as the, the drops, uh, yeah. All the stories talk about the recovery. I want to know more about the, the theft. When, when did Vince find out? What? Where was it parked? What, where did it get did, stolen from? How did it go down? It certainly didn't get stolen from titan towers yeah something tells me vince he wasn't parallel parked at the post office i have i actually never i never drove a car into there because i always took the train and then an assistant would pick us up at uh, the metro north station and then you would drive because you needed your work id to get into the gates or to get anywhere into the i mean you go to the front doors you either need it to get in or I don't even think you know because the secretary is just going to talk to you through the intercom. She's Do they have any kind in. of garage at Titan yeah, Towers? That's what I'm talking about. And then so there a is big, a garage. Yeah, there's a parking garage with. If you um, watch that 50th, not as the much start of the 50th ample spaces as you would expect. Maybe he's like seriously stopped at like a GNC or something. He's like, well, I'll just I'll pick it up real quick. I don't no know when he's picking the right himself. one. He probably let me. Linda take it to the Albertsons or something. Maybe he was already in the Bronx. <laughs> Maybe he was he, yeah. getting some strange tail in the Bronx. Or he has a $100,000 sound system. Maybe he, you know, is getting some beats and stuff. What, what does that even look like? What? How can you spend a hundred thousand dollars on a sound system? You know, it's all copper wiring problems. Is, you know that, what it, is that what he put on his? That's what he put on his insurance claim. Oh, yeah. well, th- that's also true. <laughs> that's, yes, yeah, that's a very good. It's point. probably, if I had to guess, completely uninformed. The speaker quality, I'm assuming, is where that hundred thousand. I mean, if they're lumping in. in the ground effects, if he had some hydraulics, yeah. perhaps some neon underneath. Do you think he hadn't made it look like it was floating? But where did they find on the in the Bronx? Just on the street, just parked. I'll tell you where. Definitely. I don't know. I, they didn't specify where. So it could have been in Woodlawn. It could have been next to Yankee Stadium. It's a, It's an enormous place. You know? Fordham? <clears throat> could have been near the Bronx Zoo. I wonder if, if he, like, freaked out or, you know, Mr. McMahon, your Bentley stole it. Are you? God damn. He was. He probably took it as a challenge. He's like, "I'll find it." <laughs> he immediately started walking the streets. You know, they probably found it because he, he, he probably had LoJack on it or something, right? Some, I tell you this much: I he'd I, have to. There were times that, um, well, you, who not knows? New Jack, LoJack, <laughs> <laughs> low key. No, the uh, over a quarter million dollar machine driving around. Um, I there were times. More than once, at least twice, uh, driving in the car, trying to... Because you'd hop on 95 for about a second, going from the Metro North stop in Stanford to Titan Towers. And at least twice, fucking Vince McMahon flew past us in his car, he uh, going at least 100 <laughs> miles an hour on 95. <laughs> like, right there in, in like... Metro Stanford, like beautiful downtown Stanford. Yeah, the, it turns out they they identified it as his because of the beaded seat cover. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
He had one of those beat it the like like no, yeah, like like yeah. like cab drivers have. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Siri, <laughs> what kind of accoutrement do you think he has? In it? Like a bunch of Starlight mints in the in the um, in the cup holder. I don't know about that. He's just got probably just like empty muscle milks right, just strewn across up, the back. up cartons of muscle milk, creatine and, powder, uh, creatine powder. Yeah, those um, <laughs> dry eating scoops. Empty purple gimmicks. Vitamin waters? No, he used to drink. Uh, well, they all drank this. Uh, I'd have to look up what scissor. It was. No, it's not even an energy drink. It it's it's a workout supplement. Like it says on it, don't drink this unless like you're about to do a a, a, a work. Drink half of it if you're about to do a intense like workout. Uh huh. And they would just drink it regular. She sure. loves a challenge. God damn it! You think I can't take it? I drank one once. I I think I drank. Did I drink the whole thing or half of it? Purple I, gimmick. Yeah, but I didn't. Fi- I can't even remember what the name of it is. Did you start thinking about when you were working there, like clanging and banging, throwing the weights around? No, never once. No. No. He, you had a few things to do. To Hashtag busy yourself back. Yeah, I was busy enough. You know, I, doing I, what? Not getting over by not working out there, I guess. <laughs> what if that was it? Like, you could have been the no, king that's of the whole a, place. W- if you, if well, you... no, because they have a gym in the building, in the office. And but did Vin- you say they sent out emails that like encouraging people not to work Not they, out? Vince McMahon. <laughs> the only time he would send out emails, he'd be like, I really wish more people would take advantage of this gym. He was always in there working out. Can so, we look you know, at your old you... emails and just read them on the air? <laughs> oh, I don't have okay. them anymore. Okay. Pretty hot and raw. They take I, away fun. your they take away your BlackBerry immediately. Oh really? Oh, Badge yeah. and gun kind of thing. Oh yeah. They do the Batcave. They spray the thing in your face, and you don't even know where you are, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They 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 flash the Men in Black light in your eyes. And then you just wake up in your apartment like it was all a dream. You wake up in the <laughs> South Bronx in the back seat of a <laughs> stolen Bentley. <laughs> I'd love to know where I got swiped from. Is that not reported at all? It's got to be. It has to have been reported stolen. I mean, Stanford's not exactly a great place. That has to be public record. I'm looking it up. Why don't, I got a phone. L- let's get a hold of the Greenwich Police Department. Find out yeah. where it was reported stolen from. Maybe, Rob? Maybe that's what Rob's been investigating all this time. Anyway, I was saying that the end of Raw, like the show itself is whatever, but I, it was kind of fun. I, I had forgotten that I had read earlier in the day that Sting was going to be there, mm-hmm. so it didn't, I wasn't thinking like, when, where's Sting? So then when Randy was in peril... And he was about to be surrounded. I was like, oh, yeah, how's this going to play out? And then the lights went out, and there's the stinger, man, with his ball bat. Here's the problem, okay? And this is not bitching. <laughs> but here's the problem. Preface this. Let me, I'm not this racist, bitching. but... Let me preface this, but here's, here's, a, here's an idea as far as storytelling goes. And let's take the Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton storyline. Sure. A story should have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. Not a bunch of swerves right. for no reason just to eat up time. Right. When you're writing, either move the plot forward or add humor. And God forbid they try to be funny on that fucking show. Yeah. But that's not bitching. That's just, come on. So now we're back to square one again. So now we're just back to Randy versus all the authority. When Jamie Noble quit, I was excited for about a millisecond. <laughs> that something was actually happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, listen. I liked... Is this okay? The, I'm feet up. 
I can put him down. That's <laughs> fine, Tom. You're fine. A, a little further away from me, if you would, please. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm not condoning the program or or anything else that went on. I just liked when the lights came out, uh, went off and came back on and Sting was there and they had a little That was little awesome. Melee. It was that fun. Was, Did you watch the thing on the network moment. after? I didn't because I was watching Raw much later. And so I... It didn't occur to me that it would, it would already just be on there. I guess he's uh, he's uh, he's spoken. Sting spoke. Oh, but it's on the network, so does it count? It's like this weird, you know. He hasn't spoken on TV yet, right? Well, I mean, uh, although it, he did speak in that package, but his voice was altered. In the same way that interesting, it it would appear as though there won't be any Undertaker. Until Mania, with he, the obvious hope being that people will get un- the network if they don't have it. Unless he shows up at the go-home. Unless he does. That's the biggest thing you could do for the go-home. And they will. I, I would bet the farm that he'll be at the go-home. I mean, the other part of that is it's obviously in Los Angeles, which is only a five-hour car ride or a, about an hour plane ride. So it's not like he has Two to Two hours by motorcycle. A, I don't know. I mean, I'm not not to say that he would go well, but yeah, he doesn't have to be there all week because he's not anybody else. He's not doing any of the other shit. You know who had the promo of the night? And Whom? I, Brock Lesnar. Did you see that whole thing when he was sitting being interviewed? We've talked about it. when when he sits down and the and no, but a, this was the best I had ever seen him. It's like he was like. Taking, taking acting classes or something in between. Like, he was so good and just so matter-of-fact. It's like they tapped into how he can just talk and sound totally natural because sometimes he can sound ridiculous. I thought it was great. Yeah. But I also thought it was exactly the same as the other times that they've done that with him, including when they did it with him in UFC. And it's just in that controlled, edited environment, he... he Shines. I he's always had that. And it, and it didn't occur to me that it was any better, but... But it very well could have been. I mean, and to me, it will not be because there were different times where he'd say something and would sound weird and kind of awkward and funny to me. But this time, it was like, wow, he's just talking. He he just sounds like he's talking. But and this is also an example of you know they always talk about how uh, oh that those are internet fans. They're not, but like they have so completely I hate that so they, much. But they have so completely it's so put, made up. It's put just, in the fact that yeah. he is possibly going to ufc it's now in there paul the way paul's talking about it yeah. in his interview last night so it's like well which way is it man is it is it everybody knows about this or you're just saying this for the folks that that do know you know it, it it's it goes against what they what they try to say which is that there is this niche audience and there's no reason to because there's no way everyone yeah it's not a mainstream story that, I, that brock is negotiating or would negotiate no. i i said this uh on uh, on uh, the torch last Friday, shout out to Wade Keller, friend of the show. Hey, um, that it's just that comp- they want to have their cake and eat it too because the rules change whenever they feel like it. The greatest example is when they flip back and forth from being entertainment or being a sport. You know, because they've done that. They've they've tried to eke back into the idea of being a sport. Because of like all the live TV stuff, and they can, you know, because their TV uh, revenue is their revenue now. But you know, 
trying to get away with, uh, you know, like uh, Stephanie being a bad guy on the TV, but being a good guy in real life. But then, you know, just like, the hypocritical tweets about, you know, giving women equal opportunities. And then you see how women are portrayed on their programming, stuff like that. You know, it's like stuff that they... they you don't think the Bella Twins are portrayed well? I don't know. I don't know. They're, um, you know, I, I feel like they might be portrayed as best as they could be. Mm. Right, but <laughs> but it also, it, it goes right along in step with the fact that Vince McMahon is who he is and that he... There are no rules for Vince McMahon. Vince right. McMahon does what Vince McMahon wants and what right. he thinks is best. And if and if today it's black and tomorrow it's white, well, then get on fucking board because I'm Vince McMahon. And that's all anybody needs to understand is that it's it's one man's show. Yeah. And acceptance of that, I think everyone could live a lot happier. I'm like, yeah, that's just how this is going to go. Uh, a week and a half or so out from WrestleMania... What match are you looking most forward to as you sit here right now? Um, probably, well, I'm looking forward to The Undertaker's entrance, whether that mm-hmm. happens at Raw, which will be at, or at WrestleMania. Obviously, it will happen at WrestleMania, and it will be much more spectacular. Um, but obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing Sting. I've never seen Sting wrestle live. But... <laughs> Unfortunately, the match I'm looking forward to the most isn't on the WrestleMania card. It's on the uh, Ring of Honor card. I want to watch Jushin Thunder Liger wrestle. Ah. <laughs> Who's he and I've And I've, I don't know. I don't know who he's fighting. And I've already seen him wrestle live twice when they came when New Japan came to the States in, in 2011. Why, why is he the, the one that's getting you the most hot and bothered? Because of the opportunity to see him wrestle again is very exciting and enticing and he's a legend and i don't see how much longer has he got how much longer vince because like it was like seeing mil mascaris wrestle at house of hardcore six is that the one we went to whichever one was in san diego and he went off the top rope right he came off the top rope at 70 goddamn years of age that's so dangerous you know the guy caught him but i mean it was ugly it wasn't ugly. It was spectacular. It was it was miraculous. It was no exaggeration. The craziest wrestling move I've seen performed in front of me, just because of <laughs> and and uh, it, 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 he's been wrestling since the fifties, right? Since the fifties, which, which is which is different than Liger. But the thing that Liger right. also has is and and it it's not anything that was calculated. I wouldn't think, but he wears an entire bodysuit. So, Mil yeah. Mascaris, you could see his arms, and it was like, there is a very old man under that mask, you know? <laughs> Whereas, like, Liger, in the whole thing with the wig and the mask and the whole mm-hmm. bodysuit, it's like, eh, I'm not sure. He, I mean, he's definitely, he's in, he has to be older, but we, it's, 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 it's not. The, it's, the, it's like the, the voices on The Simpsons. They're ageless. Yeah. You know, any other show would be like, my God, Maggie is so old now, <laughs> you know? Correction, Mill Master started wrestling in the 60s. Tom, what match are you looking most forward to at Mania right now? Um, I guess, I mean, it would have to be a toss-up between um, Undertaker, uh, Bray Wyatt, and Sting and Triple H. Right now, at the moment, because I really liked how exciting it was on Raw when Sting came out, uh, I'm just excited to see that because to be a part of that audience reaction... 
I think is going to be a very special moment. Yeah. For mm-hmm. for him to come out and everything. Tom, wait, what year were you born? 83? Oh, no, I mean uh, 91. What a piece of shit. <laughs> there uh, you go. Jushin Thunder Liger has been wrestling since March 1984. Oh, okay. Wow. Right? Wow. Um... What else? And that don't uh, don't discount the uh, the ladder match. That's well, no, I was going to say. I mean, what, what are you looking for? Not, not, yes. count, not you counting, looking for? not counting, not counting the obviously the spectacle. The the entrances will all be grand. Yeah. Uh, the, trust the Triple H is already brewing up something that's costing more than <laughs> the Bentley. It's just for his entrance, right? <laughs> obnoxious crown. But like, I think that ladder match for one. Because you got some guys in there with some chips on their shoulders, yeah. and they got n- nothing to lose. They might as well go out and try to fucking make everybody not care about the rest of the card as best they can. Exactly. So that'll be that'll be insane and fun. And they got the, you know, the guys and, and that can do it. Yeah, like beyond just a you know uh, jump off a ladder. It's like there's there's going to be some some great work in that match. Um, I also kind of for a similar reason, I, I'm getting interested in the Brock. Reigns thing because I think that Brock doesn't give a shit and he is going to be a monster like he always is but I think Reigns is also coming from a place of like a lot of people are booing me a lot of people think that I suck so why not just like just do everything in his power to have the best possible match that night so I think those are two for me that I'm like I'm looking forward to from a curiosity standpoint um, but you know there are other I'm, I'm by no means am I jacked up for it right now like nothing is building that great for me no but overall uh, it's wrestlemania and i'm and i'm amped and the fact that i'm going to be there i haven't been there in years uh but those are two for me like curiosity wise i just think there are some elements of those matches that could like i think brock could get hurt i mean not brock excuse me i think roman reigns could get hurt very well might might get an injury out of it because you think that because of the way brock works or just because he's for for a few reasons i think Brock doesn't give a fuck. You know, for him, it's... He, but if he was unsafe... I don't know, no, no. I don't... But I think um, Roman, possibly, as a performer, could be too up in his head. It's like main event, WrestleMania kind of thing, and he might be thinking too much, and that's when people get hurt. And I think that's a that's a possibility, that he might, you know, try to go too big... Too too much in his head, and he'll hurt himself. He could. He could. He might. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You get excited. You start going fast. When you start going fast, that's when you start making mistakes. Yeah. And and also, it. it, I would have to imagine there's no way that match doesn't go on last. Of course. And so there's that added piece to it. Having sat there and and watched Undertaker have his match, to watch Triple H and Sting do their thing, whatever else has happened, to then have to also be like, now we got to go. And try to close the show. You know that that puts an added weight to it. Yeah, obviously. But I feel like for someone like Brock, is like I know what I'm doing. Like I could close this show. I mean, yeah, like for, yeah, he's, for a guy he's like not worried him. about it. Yeah. But you know, and then you have Roman, who's really going to be like, I have to close this whole shit. Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be interesting, man. There's going to be. I mean, well, here's what's interesting is that when Brock Lesnar won. His big coming out, WrestleMania, it was him versus, what was it, 19? It was WrestleMania 19, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle. And hell of a match. Hell of a match. Made all the more amazing when you then find out that Kurt, how banged up Kurt Angle was going into that match. 
Right. I mean, broken neck. Huh. Tantamount to it. If if it wasn't broken, it was about to be. It was or it was broken and it was healing. Whatever. Bad I mean, shape. Bad shape. <laughs> and then uh, Brock Lesnar almost breaks his neck doing the shooting star press off the top rope. I mean, la- lands on his head like I've never seen a, a wrestler land on his head. The, probably the closest would be when uh, he who shall not be named picked up Sabu and ECW and tossed him on his fucking head. Mm. Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was right into the mic. Sorry. Um, Chris. Chris. I'm just really interested to see... Talk about having nothing to lose. Undertaker. The fuck does he have to lose coming into this? Streak's over. He's Streak's coming over. in. This is probably a farewell. farewell I mean, my more likely than not. So, like, he can kind of just come in there and really have a good time. Except, except that not only has he had this streak that ended, but for the last... I don't know, five years or something. He's also had these matches right. that have been discussed as match of the years or five stars or stuff like that. So I don't think he wants to come back and not have a match of that caliber either. And if he, at least in his mind, didn't think that he could try to do that, there's no way that he would show up. He's not showing up to, you know, like, oh, I want to make sure Bray Wyatt gets gets a, a rub off of me or anything. I'm sure he wants to do that. But but as he prepares, as he dyes his hair back, uh, Come on, there's no way he's coming without the idea that, yes, physically I feel like I can perform like I have. Now, Do you think he'll no. come out with gray hair? There's never... I don't think there's a No, chance. no, no, no. I, I, I said back. I just mean No, die. no, 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 yeah. no. That's what I'm saying. No. There's no chance he comes out I think with gray hair. No. Um, if it was long and gray, oh, that's I, the worst. That's I think the that would add the to the the Undertaker mystique. Well, no, like it won't. Chester It'll Copperpot? add to the fact that he looks yeah, like Kevin Chester. Nash now. Um, no, but I, I'd say with with Undertaker, someone like him, my idea might be that he is very much in acceptance of like I'm not that guy anymore, and I already lost the streak, so I'm coming out here to do the best that I can. But I am not still the same guy. I'm not giving you the Shawn Michaels Undertaker match like that. I do not have that anymore. But I don't think that that's. That, what the hell did I pay all this money to go to WrestleMania for? But it's just not how. I don't think that's how a <laughs> no. guy like that thinks. No. It, like yeah, he could show up and just not physically be able to do it. But if if he thought that in his mind, he'd be like, Nah, man, I can't do it this time. No, I, man. I, yeah, exactly. Know? He just wouldn't do it. There'll he be only- a point when he can't, whether it's this right. year or whether he stops before that point. But, like, you know, th- there are plenty of guys who've gone out and, and not been able to deliver, and I'm sure if you ask them, they didn't think that was going to be the case, or, and you may not even get them to admit that after the fact. Yeah. yeah. He but he's coming to put on a fucking yeah, clinic. He, yeah. He wrestles one match a year. It's one match. Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, um, for a, that, that for Michelle a, McCool, she might be a match <laughs> in her own right. Yoinks. <laughs> for a dump truck full what of What are cash. you throwing your spurs around for? That's, That's not, I, wasn't, I didn't mean sexually. I meant she might be a butt, button pusher he has to wrestle her. Oh, you mean like he beats his wife? No. What? Anyway. Anyway. Jesus. Anyway. Did you watch? He the- wrestles one match a year. Exactly. <laughs> Did you watch? Did you watch the New Japan Cup? I watched pieces of it. Uh, I'm not proud about that fact. It's it's still there. 
Yeah. You can watch it whenever you like. Yeah. I, I wish that I had gotten through more of it by now. I haven't. I mean, it's tough. It's, uh, you know, those, it starts to add up. Like, if you're like, oh, I'll just watch two of them, you're like, that's six hours. <laughs> I spent I spent the most time on Sendai, right, which is the, um, I think it's night two. I don't know what word you said. Uh, the 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 like oh, where it took the place the was in Sendai, yeah. Oh, oh, I think oh. that I think that was night two. I um, that. Where there was the uh, the tag with um, uh, Tanahashi, it, it was it was Yano and uh, Ishi and somebody else, I think, versus Tanahashi. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? I'd have to look up the, uh, but it's the it's oh the tag. Oh 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 oh. So you watched. Uh, Day three? No, day four. That's four? Oh, no. Day three is the one that was all tags, where it didn't even have anything from the tournament. So I didn't even watch some of that. Okay. I started just skipping through that, and then I was like, oh, there's not even... There's no tournament matches here. I will also say that... Hold on, let me pull um, I think it might be an internet issue, but my Google Chrome does not fully translate, so sometimes I'm sort of... I'm left to guess a little bit about what I'm doing. I have excuses abound. <laughs> excuses abound. I've gotten the motions down where I actually I don't even need it to translate because I mean I know that means sign in. I know that's my stupid name, and I know this is the banner I want to press. I I write like I like your name. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. What's the name? Matt McCarthy. Matt McCarthy. Um, I'm like a username. <laughs> How about that? It's my email. Subo? Heel, heel of the year so far, that Robert Durst. Oh, WWE should just somehow get involved with him. I don't know how or Please. in what way, but Please. he's out here. He's in town. He's, he's in, in town. He'll, he'll I think he, I, actually, I think he's still in New Orleans. I read today because they oh, he hasn't been extradited. They yet. they wanted to extradite him. They held on to him because the local police were like, "Wait, when we went in the room, he had a handgun and and five ounces of weed, and he's not allowed to have either." So I think they're holding on to him and. Anyway, watch the Jinx on HBO if you haven't. It's amazing. Maybe he was just checking out, you know, where they had Mania last year, just trying to like get the lay of the land. I don't know, man. Yeah, I- you watched Night Three, <laughs> Saitama, Kumaji, Municipal Citizen. Oh no, it, was, it was in. It wasn't Sunday. It was uh, Sashiyama, Satyama, something like that. The first one was in Tokyo, Oda. Okay. And then uh, Tokyo, the next uh, night two was Tokyo Korokan Hall. Mm-hmm. And then the, the finals were in Hiroshima. Okay. Oh. The Plaza Hall. And then, uh, don't don't even say anything. I didn't. What, one of these days. I didn't. One of these days we'll <laughs> get to Japan. Just hearing you think is enough. <laughs> one of these days we'll get to Japan, man. And I know. We're going we're gonna to go to Japan. It'll be glorious. We have to go to a Tokyo Dome show. I have to go to Arena Mexico at some point. Tom Sibley beat me there, but I feel like you've been you've been able to sleep better more recently, right? You started to get over a little bit. Absolutely. Well, Mania Week is going to make up for it. I was ringside. It was uh, it was really something. We've passed the anniversary of that too. Of uh, time flies when pilgrimage. Talking about wrestling. No kidding. Um. The New Japan Cup was fantastic. The uh, yeah, the third night was all tags. So I must have watched some of it, but 
here's the thing because we we were talking earlier Vince about the um uh the little mini feud that sparked up between Tanahashi and uh Toru Yano. Yes. Because in the round one because uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is the John Cena, right? Mm-hmm. And Toru Yano is he the guy with like the blondish hair? Right, he's the guy that air plays guitar. air guitar. Oh gosh, okay, it's a different culture, Tom. So you're <laughs> gonna have to accept. A ridiculous! It. You need to get on board with Tanahashi. Tanahashi right away. Man. Unbelievable match. Everything was so perfect, and then he played air guitar for played what felt like a half hour. John Cena poorly. He's the John Cena. But this this is a this is the point that I I either made to you or wanted to wait to make to you. No, you did make it. Okay. Yeah, so I I don't mean to cut you off then. No. But I just think like they so they did this little thing. Oh, well, who who would Toro Yano be in terms of WWE? I'm not even sure I know. Uh he's definitely a little he's he's lower on the car, much lower on the card. He's mid-card comedy in a lot of ways. I, you know, I dare say Santino, but like it's it's a tough equivalent. Would you even say Santino's mid card? That's well, why Santino's I think that, not on the card at all. Anymore, well, yeah, that's so. why I think there isn't there isn't necessarily an equivalent to be made. There is not, but it, it you know his gimmick is that he always comes out Torriano. He has a um, he's always wearing his uh, uh, his kimono, and he's like when we saw him, his head was shaved, and he was much more. Uh, into having his bottle of sake and just drinking it and, then and his sp- parasol and spitting it all everywhere yeah and he would have his parasol <laughs> now he's just you know kind of relies on having a red steel chair with him at all times and he throws it in the ring and it, it, almost every match immediately if he sees an opportunity he rips the turnbuckles off the sides <laughs> yeah it's just he he doesn't he he does not his his body is not in great shape he's he's much paler than anybody else but He's still effective, and it's it's a situation where, uh, you know, he, because he's been made to be believable, he can be, and he doesn't have to look like the other guys, and that that's something that's different. But the other thing that's different is that New Japan, like pro wrestling in general, the way that it it works in in the, the normal world, I guess where there is pro wrestling, not at sports entertainment, whatever, is that so that what they did was they had him and Tanahashi have a quick match that he won, right? He, um, he almost, I forget what he did. He did something dastardly. Oh, well, here, hold on. I pulled up uh, pictures of him for Tom. But my point is this. They're still teaching the fans, which is how you're supposed to, that, that's how it's supposed to work. How do you mean they're teaching the So fans? they had a, you a, educate the fans a on, quick match on where one of the, if not, if it wasn't the first, it was a second fall. Bam. So Right, because he almost, there was a near fall at the very beginning because uh, Toriano did something dastardly, you know, a low blow or a something that the ref didn't see. And he rolled him, he rolled up Tanahashi really quick and it was like 2.9, you know, almost got him. And then he eventually does beat him, but he had a fistful of hair. It was, it was done so well. The ref was circling, not, uh, not able to see it. And then he brings him down and rolls him up really tight, but still has the fistful of hair. Because as I'm watching it, uh, at first, before they showed the replay, I didn't notice that. Um, when Tanahashi was leaving, he was pissed off. And I was like, geez, is Tanahashi turning heel? Because he was bitching a little bit too much for a babyface to be bitching. And then when they showed the replay, I was like, oh, he got screwed. He got screwed. Here's the thing. 
Night two. Look at the faces Toriano makes. <laughs> First of all. I like that top left yes. corner one. I'm going to post these on the uh, on Did the he site. shave his eyebrows? I think he might have just... Uh, he might have. He might be bleached. Yeah, he might have bleached them. <laughs> but the... Uh, <laughs> but what it does is it, it teaches the fans like, oh, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And so because then from they- that point forward, you, you can't... You know, because right. typically if you're watching WWE, you're watching even PWG, whatever, it's like, that's obviously not the finish. Near fall, near fall, near fall, right? But when you teach the fans, the same way, there was a point in Ring of Honor, and I think it was before you started coming with me, mm-hmm. where they taught the fucking fans that, you know what, in a two out of three falls match, sometimes it's going to be two falls in a row. Right. That can happen here. Yeah. Because that's what we want you to understand for something we're going to do or or just to make make it more heated which is then coming out of this match for yano his match there's there's just more heat because now well shit not only did he pin, pin tanahashi dastardly or otherwise but he did it in a way that was like you gotta gotta pay attention mm-hmm. because it's, they're not all gonna be one two kick out yeah but it's just a matter of like th- that's another situation where the Booker, that they should be telling the fans, you know, they should be, and not, in, and I don't mean that in a way that like, mm-hmm. oh, if we want it to be Reigns, it should be Reigns. I just mean in the actual logistics of the match, in the storytelling of the match, uh, there are things you can do to make it more interesting. Yeah, and the other thing is the uh, because it, they reinforced it also because then the next match, or not even necessarily the next match, maybe it was, I can't think of how the card went, but Okada lost to uh another favorite lost to bad luck Fale, maybe I, I think that's right um let me see i have the uh, brackets in front of me uh yeah okada lost to bad luck Fale. i love a tournament i love a tournament man <laughs> is that is that how you so say that, that i always say bad luck fail i think i i like saying bad luck Fale just because it's spelled f-a-l-e and i don't say that because i think it's right it's just right. the way i've said it right and I and I've heard that, and that's the way other people have said it. But I'm like, it just doesn't. Well, I don't know. It's not. It's not written that way. I don't, I don't know why <laughs> I insist on pronouncing. No, it I mean the it's not I written like it doesn't. It. It's not spelled no. fail, but it just exactly. Well, it's more fun to say folly too. It just feels it. You know, I don't know. It's it, so he's, in back to back matches. He's Tongan, and that feels like maybe that was like a French, uh, maybe. Uh, not territory. What's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, colony. Mm-hmm. Um, but colony. I would have to, you know, oh, I don't know, Polynesian. Uh, no. I'd, I'd have to look it all up. But it might be have a, a, a French origins. Who knows? I don't. But that's my best guess. In having him beat Okada, though, it reinforces that anything can happen because WWE sells itself on the idea that like anyone can win at any time. But it's bullshit because it feels like the last time that happened was when the one, two, three kid beat. Uh, Scott Hall out of nowhere beat Razor Ramon out of nowhere on Raw, and that I was what and that was I, I was watching that live, man, or at least when it aired live, I couldn't believe my eyes. Uh, the <laughs> slam, I, it was like a culmination of such a, a big moment in my life because it was like the for the first time, the nobody, the 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 the, the enhancement talent, the jobber, the slam and jam and Joe Jackoff that you knew was going to lose, all of a sudden won. Because the superstar got too cocky, you know they would, you know, do. Um, I forget what the term is for it. Like, you know, it, it mismatches, I guess. But like, like in boxing, when you're like, oh, oh, Mike Tyson's gonna fight uh, Peter McNeely. Wow, I wonder who's gonna win. <laughs> you know. Um, but WWE doesn't do that, and then and they've tried too to do 
like you said, like try to re-educate, you know, because like with the Sami Zayn, uh, Kevin Owens finish, like that was an interesting finish. Or like other times they've tried to do two out of three falls and just have it be two falls. Um, sometimes have has gotten a negative reaction because we're not used to it. Yeah, and it's and yeah. you almost feel screwed or gypped or something. Well, I shouldn't say gypped, but you you feel screwed. Um, Why can't you say gypped? It's a racial slur. Oh, against gypsies, which are is a racial slur for the Roma. Sorry to all our um, <laughs> Don't Romanian worry. listeners. While you're at it, Tom, you might want to stop saying cotton picking. Well, it's racially it's charged. It's how I express emotion. It is racially charged. Everything's racially charged these days. Um. Night two, when Toroyano fought Kota Ibushi, and who went on to win the entire thing, right? Uh, spe- spectacularly, I might add. Um, Tanahashi was doing was a guest at the play-by-play desk, and the whole time Toroyano is in the ring, like during his entrance, he's just making that face and like laughing and pointing at Tanahashi because he <laughs> yeah. beat him. Laughing and yes. pointing at it and constantly going, mm, making that I don't know face. Like I don't know what happened. Is a guy like that kind of harkening back to like an older day of wrestling? Uh, Toro. I mean, it, it uh, in as sure. much as yeah, in, in as much as it used to be that that wrestlers could all look different. Yeah. Because um, like with his physique. Oh, with, definitely with his physique. With a his, lot of the New Japan, like Ishii is such a classic, you know, he's just a... Because it's like, if if Vince McMahon saw Ishii, he would just go, look at this fat, tiny bastard, and he would make him into a joke. You know, I mean, like... Uh, uh, whereas the guy is a badass. He's a scrappy little pit bull. Like, like he's a tough... Mm, tough as nails! <laughs> he's a tough as nails, motherfucker! Ishii! But, but I think also the, the thing that WWE doesn't doesn't do well that New Japan does very well is the use of comedy. Yeah. Because in WWE it's like Santino was a backstage skit. Like once in a while it would come to play in a match. But like in New Japan there are guys who in the ring are they have comedy spots and and you'll see them in PWG there it, it's it can be an effective thing in the course of building a card yeah you know and and you know bringing the crowd up and down and and making sure you're not completely torched by the time the the main event goes on it feels like in the WWE and so Yano's a guy who has those kind of spots in his match but you know is still a good wrestler and 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 it's not like uh, that's Highly the whole of what he does, you know. And yeah. you also don't feel like the guy's just a fucking loser. Like, like that's why Santino's a bad example to give because it's like the comedy guys in WWE are just losers. Yeah, yeah. it's so Although on the, the nose yeah. that you're just like, yeah, I'm not supposed to really think much of this guy. But also at the same time, New Japan has done that from what I've seen and from what I've read. Excuse me, with um, Hanma. Because Hanma is uh, mm. is great, and uh, he just had that five star with Ishii again, you know, full circle. But the uh, he came from the death match scene, you know, like you know, Big Japan and and all that stuff, and his his forehead's all scarred up, all gigged up, Oof. and uh, now his gimmick is kind of like he has like Hanma mania on yeah. his tights. He's he's very much kind of portrayed as. 
as much as as of of a joke as those new japan guys could be portrayed as because he's still a fucking badass but like last year's g1 tournament he didn't win any matches he lost all his matches <laughs> um and whenever he always does this falling headbutt which I love. Like he cocks his head and suddenly his head freezes. It's it's almost like on like YouTube when people scare goats. Like they just seize up and then they fall over. That's kind of it's it's almost what he does with it. But like he cocks his head and then, you know, it's almost like he's shoving all of his body weight into his head and then he always misses it. <laughs> he always misses it. And it's just a free fall. And then he just lands on his face and the crowd laughs hysterically every single time he does it. It's such an entertaining spot. He'll do it from the top rope. But sometimes he'll hit the guy. And then it's like, oh, But they can go from that back into like a serious match. Well, right, because they're not portrayed overall as just being losers. Yeah. Exactly. Like being having some humor does not uh, automatically make you into a loser Yeah, in that world. I mean, PWG, like you said before, they will seamlessly go from like something like a funny moment in a serious match back into a very serious hardcore well not hardcore that's it's a right but like like uh like the finish of the uh, chris hero drew gulak match we saw at the last one at um the hell was that one called um oh, out, of from out of nowhere yeah out of nowhere um they had a serious match you know they have like that strong style like new they they do like a new japan match especially chris hero and it's like the finish where he gives him the a tombstone and then a pile driver and then after the one two three he pulls his head out of his neck you know chris hero bends down and helps remember i told you about uncompresses this? it he uncompresses decompresses it whatever yeah. uh that's a comedy spot and like a serious match and it was brilliant. Like, it was hilarious, but it was also, it didn't violate any of the rules, and it didn't make me feel like, oh, these guys just turned this whole thing into a fucking joke. Yeah. It helped, it enhanced it for me. It made it that much better. Is that so much to ask? I wouldn't <laughs> think so. But we have it. So, you know, I can go to WWE for macaroni and cheese, and I can go to New Japan for uh, whatever it is. I mean, better or worse. Whatever it is, it's a different Garlic thing. And, and I'm happy that there are right. a number of flavors on the wrestling right. palette for me to enjoy. Oh, absolutely. And I love the fact that... Uh, and believe me, I will never, ever again... Uh, maybe... I, I don't know that I ever have. But I want to make sure uh, the distinction is known right here and right now. That if I say pro wrestling or wrestling, I mean pro wrestling and wrestling. I don't just mean WWE, you know? Certainly not. If I say WWE, then I mean WWE. Loud and clear over here, but because you know. yeah, WWE is not wrestling. It it's the biggest company in the world, but it's strange to think that doesn't really mean anything. You know, there have been other companies that were number one in the world. There used to be a National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, where the fuck are they now? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I tell someone like I do a podcast that's about wrestling, it like wwf that's the response it usually sure. gets right well, it's it's the it's the frisbee well, because, it's the kleenex it's right. the, yeah yeah and you have to say yes also because it's like well yeah that is what it is but it's also it's it's not like frisbee's a brand name yeah mm-hmm. oh, i didn't know that like jacuzzi's a brand name get out you want to take a hot tub i didn't know 
I just didn't know. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Pull it together, dude. Um, There's so many revelations. The uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say now. What what was I going to say? You were going to say <laughs> was that it? WWE is the biggest company on the planet. Oh, right. But it doesn't mean it's, it is pro wrestling. No. Because it isn't. Uh, we know that. But I guess not a lot of others do. You know what? It's fine. Every once in a while. Because when you tell people you're going to see PWG that don't know about wrestling, it's like... Oh, 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 I remember what I was going to say. Because then when people are like, you mean like WWF? It's like, how? why would we do a podcast about collegiate ref- wrestling and like Olympic wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Like, who cares? I mean, I'm sure it's, you know... It's, there it's are a, people it's who a, do, probably. It's a tremendous sport. It is a tremendous league. Fox One of the Thatcher. oldest sports. But who cares? Not me. I'll tell you <laughs> Absolutely. that Absolutely, It's not as entertaining. No. Do I think that there should always be wrestling, either freestyle or Greco-Roman, in the Olympics? Yes. Has that been a debate as of late with the Olympic Committee? Apparently. Hmm. Does that sit well with Matt McCarthy? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, this doesn't. <laughs> no, this doesn't. <laughs> Take it away. Um, Tom, who's your favorite wrestler? You know who it is? No, that's why I asked. <laughs> Next it's, question. It's fucking Randy Orton. The it, intimidation tactics of the Viper? From out of nowhere. Because I I was amazed that like this is a guy I really did not like. And the company that I know we sometimes have our, our disagreements with on some of the things they do, they have built a story that has at least made me like really like Randy Orton. Excited when he comes out. You know, I'm excited to see him kick some ass. I like how he, when all the authority came out, he ran and he grabbed a chair and he threw it in the ring. He's like, all right, fine, you're going to do this. I'm at least going to grab a chair. It's exciting. And this is a guy that I did not like. Like when he threw his arms in the air, standing on that second rope, it made me sick to my stomach. And maybe, then this past week, I was like, yeah. Maybe he's better at at his job than you thought he was yeah and my favorite fan of the week is whoever was holding up a sign during raw that said big show skips leg day whoever that was <laughs> hilarious wait what did you say there was a fan holding up a big sign that says big show skips leg day <laughs> ah that's <laughs> hilarious so uh so you like randy because he i has, like him as a baby face. he likes randy basic i mean that's Am yeah, I wrong in saying that's what he is right now? No, he's 100% a Absolutely. baby face. And he was a much stronger baby face when he first came back. And we thought, oh, God, Randy hates the authority. He hates Seth Rollins. He's going to bring him down. Because then it's... I understand why they did the... In theory, on paper, I understand why they tried to tell the Randy is messing with Seth Rollins storyline. Um, I think it was the wrong choice and i think it really really just hit the brakes hard on on any heat that that story had between the two of them but uh it's also not um oh man where was i going with that (laughs) well my feeling is that even when randy was a heel when you would go to the shows he would always get one of the biggest pops and so i think that the fact that people are inherently with him historically speaking and the fact that Rollins right now is is doing a great job as a heel mm-hmm. that that match is going to be okay 
just because they can both work and they both have crowd the right crowd support. I think oh, definitely. Oh, I think they're going to have probably one of the best like matches of the show. I oh, mean, easily. Easily. I the mean, two Seth, of them Seth will... Rollins at WrestleMania, forget it. Yeah. And Randy Orton's the man. Yeah. Here's the other thing I was thinking. because Mandy they, Orton. They had to... Ugh, Mandy <laughs> is a girl's name. Uh, the, they had to do something different with Randy Orton because that was already Sting's storyline. Sting is taking apart the authority. You know, Sting is messing with Triple H. Although they, they haven't done as good a job as they could of telling that story. Um this is something I also mentioned when I was talking to Wade Keller. It was like, it, my pitches would be it, 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 Sting, should, because we were talking about, is it kind of disappointing, especially last week's Raw, not this past week, but the you know previous week, when Sting was supposed to show up, but like, you know, was just the voiceover, altered at that. Undertaker's going to accept the challenge and doesn't show up just another voiceover and lightning hits the thing i wouldn't have minded if they weren't both on the same show and also i don't mind undertaker not showing up because bray wyatt is calling out undertaker he's coaxing undertaker out he is like begging for so like that's the story there whereas sting should be messing with hey this whole like few months there should have been just like triple h turning paranoid you know, the cerebral assassin himself, suddenly someone's inside his head. Right. You know, he shows up to his office and there's a black baseball bat on his desk. He goes to his limo and he opens the door for Stephanie. It is filled with black scorpions, you know? Ooh. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, like, that sounds like a WrestleMania build, not just, you know, yeah. he shows up and he's got Randy's back. Right. Which is, you know, hey, I guess that's that's what we were able to do. Stinger splash on J&J. <laughs> Stinger splash on J&J. They didn't quit. They're here to stay. That but, must have know. been great for those two guys. You know, what a what a second wind of a career. And it's ironic because those guys, I don't know about Mercury's status. Maybe he got uh, a, an injury that should keep him out of the ring. But I don't think so because they've worked those tags. And Jamie Noble can still go. That was my point. And I'm pretty sure Joey Mercury can, too. Yeah. Um, I do like that. I don't know if you watched. They put uh, the Factions DVD on the You were network. telling me about it. I haven't looked at it. Well, I mean. I was watching that. It really speaks to how dated some of the material is. Just because of the emphasis they put on Nexus. Oh, right. And putting that over. Yeah. Because <laughs> like half Because even the cover, I think, has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nexus is very prominently featured on the cover. Nexus, you could almost argue, is the reason they did the Faction DVD. Right. Just to get over Faction. I think that's absolutely right. Because then it's every other thing I feel like was, you know, it was The Horseman, it was Evolution, it was DX. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And then... Um, Why do you think it was weird that they, they did Nexus? Because it went nowhere. Because half the guys are, aren't in the company anymore or the other half are losers. Because it's like the, the way that they portray it and not to say like Daniel Bryan and Wade Barrett are losers, but those are the two biggest names to come out of Nexus, and look where they are. Yeah. They're in the multi-man again at Mania. Hey. But then, <laughs> you know, you get Darren Young. Where is he? You get uh, David Otunga. Good God almighty. Somebody get word to Jennifer Hudson that her husband is missing. Well, we're going to see the South African live. Uh, yeah. He's Slater. Justin Gabriel. Justin Gabriel, Gabriel just yeah. quit. But we're going to see yeah, him. We are going to see him. What's his new name? Mm. Might be wrestling under his actual name. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't remember what his name is I don't now. Think but I ever he's knew. The, the, and and uh, also the uh, the guy who Vince McMahon said would would be a future world champion 
is going to be wrestling uh, well, the, guy, the first Galloway. One got, the one that got... Oh, yeah, Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I mean... Uh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> so Randy Orton's your favorite. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, you should definitely... The Viper. I'm trying to think of what good Randy... Yeah, you know, go back and watch him push Mick Foley down the stairs, spit in his face. You ever watch Randy versus Punk at Mania? They had a great Mania. They had a great Mania match. No. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. You know, one in the 20s somewhere, 26 or 20... I, I couldn't tell you. 26 or 27, I think. Did Punk have 25. long hair? I probably. Could, probably. Okay. I think I have seen that one. Huh? Well, yeah. Never hurts. Yeah, go ahead and throw Randy Orton into the search engine yeah. and see what comes up. <laughs> um... Vince, who's your favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler is Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, you excited about that DVD? I am. There's There's been a lot of talk about it and what's going to be on it, and uh, it seems like um, there'll be some cool stuff. The Memphis Library seems to still be up in the air, right. so, so, so I guess maybe not all of it. I don't know in what form, but the beauty is that in getting fired up about him, you can find a lot of shit on YouTube. Oh, yeah. In different qualities. Um but and this was something that I was looking at, and then I just saw I think yesterday that maybe Meltzer was talking about it in the update. But there's that like famous TV studio match between him and Flair, right? And that thing is is so good because Flair comes out at the top, and he's there as basically a courtesy as the world champion. He's supposed to come back and have a match, and so he comes out and he he just cuts this promo that's like. I mean, right off the bat, he's like, you know what? I, I maybe I was a little wrong about Memphis. He's like, you know, Lance Russell, you don't seem like a piece of shit like I thought that you probably were. And I even saw a couple Cadillacs on my way up here. You know, like <laughs> he's just talking about like, yeah, maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe Memphis is is okay. And so then later, Lawler comes out, and Flair's supposed to wrestle some nobody. And so then Lawler comes out, and and he's just like, you know. Um, he he is, I think the recently crowned like uh Southern heavyweight champion, right? Right. And he's just like, you know, I'd like to just shake Flair's hand. You know, I'd like to shake the <laughs> world champion's hand when he comes out for his match. And then Lance Russell's like, all right. And for some reason, Lance Russell's got the bell, so he's like, let me just hit the bell, and then he'll come out for his match. And so then you know they they have some words, and it it and finally it it, it he gets. He kind of goads Flair into giving him a match. Things degenerate. A non-title match. Then Lawler's like, well, what what good is that? I mean, you want to show these people this and that? He's like, it should at least be a title match, you know? And Flair's like, all right, you know, fuck you. What do I care? And and then it turns into this, like, you know, f- almost right away, Flair's like, oh, fuck, you know, because Lawler's, like, taking it to him. It's just it's just super fun. And there's so many examples of that shit, like, in Memphis wrestling, where in the course of an hour... Like they they just tell this encapsulated tell story. story, but like an encapsulated story that because also right. they had to sell out the same arena in the same town on the following Monday or whatever it was. So because that's the thing with like the Rollins, uh, uh, not to interrupt you, uh, Orton feud or this story arc because it's they've made it these each each episode each episode of Raw has been standalone. Because it only met like like this episode this past week. It, it was a standalone storyline because it only affected this week. You know, they had their little thread throughout the whole show, which I'm sure they loved, and then it didn't pay off on anything, and then it didn't matter. 
So that has got to be the worst way to do a standalone episode where it's like they also do these like, but it's supposed to connect each week and then it get, it gets weaker and we- weaker each week Yeah, because they, they keep violating the story or they just drop it all together. It's just... And then, you know, because a couple other things on Lawler. One, sure. I mean, the guy... What a storyteller. He used to write the show himself, apparently. And, and to be... And to be as huge as he was and is in his hometown, right, has to be an incredible feeling. Yeah, for and, as long as he has. Still. And to have made as much money as he has. So it's not like, well, you were a, a, a huge fish in a small pond. Good for you. But it's like he also, like, that that was an institution. And, and he, he has plenty of money. So it's not as if he, like... Was give me a break. He downgraded was, in some way. Yeah, way. and he was, they don't acknowledge it because it doesn't fit in with WWE's history, but he was one of the major sparks in the rock and wrestling connection of the 1980s. And just using that term loosely, because that's what WWF termed it, meaning the marriage of the mainstream with the pro wrestling and Jerry Lawler did that with goddamn Andy Kaufman Andy and, called up Vince Sr. Right. And he said no thank no, yeah. you Mr. Kaufman. After after tried to put that mm-hmm. together and then he fucking called and Lawler or Jerry Jarrett or whoever was like fuck yeah we'll take yeah. the star taxi <laughs> and then Lawler said fuck yeah I'm also going to be the guy that works with him. He's not going to you know he he had that uh, knowledge but but also just like any match he had with like Bill Dundee who yeah. you know I think even in the flare thing, Bill Dundee's like, <coughs> I think that bug just went in my mouth. The one you tried to kill? I, I killed think. them both. Okay, because a bug just flew in my mouth. <laughs> I really hope there's not an infestation. The way you I, just, I thought that was a spider. I think I just killed I a I think that spider. bug went in my mouth. The way you just looked down your shirt was so like, what is that, chocolate look? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and in the flare, he's like, Who, who's that other little dark-haired guy you guys got here? And I think Lance Russell's like, yeah. Bill Dundee. But Bill Dundee was a little fucking whatever but in memphis and the shit that he did with lawler fucking it just goes to show that like you know vince mcmahon's short-sightedness that idea that a wrestler has to be a a a walking condominium (laughs) right as gorilla monsoon would call king kong bundy find memphis heat watch memphis heat exactly it should be taught in schools it's like (laughs) yeah bill dundee wouldn't have gotten a chance in WWE. clearly never did but just like and also that 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 territory, which is a, a huge cause, yeah. or, or, whatever I'm trying to say, Lawler was the impetus, but it was, you know, people trying to hit each other with their cars and fucking throwing fireballs, and it was always just like madness, and it was so good. Right, but it was such a contained madness, like of... Yeah, not st- it wasn't stupid. It wasn't like outrageous to the point where... It didn't feel like a lot of WWE television as of late, where you're just like, ah, this is a little too... Yeah, like, I mean, Goofy. Because, well, he, here's the thing, though. It's just like, you can chart the course, because yeah. when when Austin comes to Pillman's house and Pillman's got a gun, <laughs> yeah. right? That was okay. But when Triple H came to Randy Orton's house and threw him through the picture window, it was like, this is bullshit. You know? So it's just like, yeah. it's just a trajectory. And again, it's just like what you've been conditioned to... Did Memphis make it feel like it was still based in reality? Like well, it was, because it, any of this Memphis I'm talking about is at a point... In, in history when... They still protected the business. Yeah, everything oh. was being very protected. So, yeah, you, I mean, of course, you didn't sit there and think... I mean, I, and I imagine most people didn't sit there and think, like, this is real, but you still, like, were invested in it in a way that was... 
kind of crazy. Yeah, everybody knew that Larry Hagman wasn't dead or hadn't been shot, but everybody wanted to know who shot Jr. You know, on Dallas. And uh, and I will television show not Jim Ross. He's so. I'll put an un- unrelated period on this. I'm I'm also very happy that Larry Zbysko is going in the hall, and that I'm going to be there to see that. We're going to see Bruno. I'm down with the living legend. We got to get backstage at the Hall of Fame. We got to shake Bruno San Martino's hand. Let it be done. Let it be written and I let got, it be I, done. I got to shake Bruno San Martino. I got to take a picture with Bruno San Martino. Uh, yeah, I mean, just to see him up close would be impressive. Oh, Matt, yeah, who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, my favorite wrestler is uh, Damian Mizdow. And I'll tell you why. Because I want Damian Sandow, now known as Damian Mizdow, to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and then from that point forth to think he's Andre the Giant and to dress like Andre the Giant (laughs) in the black singlet with the one strap. Uh, I don't know if he needs to try to talk like Andre. Maybe he, he could throw in some French every now and then. But like start doing Andre spots like shooting him with like the 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 like like shoot his backstages like the big shows you know his walk to the ring with like the Andre angle that's very you know deep yeah. to make him look larger than life um have him do like giant vignettes and all that stuff Damien Andrau <laughs> <laughs> or or giant Sandow or, or giant Damien or Damien the giant Damien the giant and then, and then eventually have him lose some sort of loser leaves town or like somehow Miz gets him barred from WWE. And then Damian Mizdow comes back under a mask as a Sandow machine ah. and then drives Miz crazy. That Miz, Sandow I love machine? it. Because that's what they did with Andre. Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan got him uh, barred for life. Well, not barred for life, but he got him suspended and... Andre kept coming back, but underneath a, a, a mask, and said that he was from Japan. He's, he's the the giant machine. I love that, and I. But I also hope that I love it because I fear that uh, Sheamus is coming to win that thing. That I hope that at least at ver- at the very least they take that battle royal and they use it like the Royal Rumble, and they just create some stories for some of the guys in the match, whether it's Sandow or. Uh, is Cesaro? No, Cesaro is in in the tag, right? Anyway, Cesaro's there are, there the are other guys match. in that match that they could take and just give some story to because there's no reason you're going to have these guys on TV. You might as well have a little something going on with them. That's not going to hurt. Yeah. So use that match like the Royal Rumble in in so much as let let the fucking lobster head do what he needs to do if <laughs> that's the plan. Maybe he's not lobster headed anymore. Whatever he is, you think he's changed his whole thing. But I think there's there's room to maybe create some have it be more than just the showcase whoever you want to win. Yeah. You can do some other things with it. Oh man. It just dawned on me what we need to go out on. Like what is the theme song for this year's WrestleMania? Oof. I don't know. It's got to be terrible. Oh, there's n- yeah. It's I mean, ter- anything, well, we'll see what it is. The first. thing is that almost anything sounds good through a $100,000 stereo system. Yes. That's true. Yes. That might explain a lot. They probably don't even know what it is yet because Vince's car was missing and he had a chance to listen to it in car. Driving over 100 miles on 95. 
There's two, of course. There is Rise by David Guta, featuring Skylar Gray, and then Money and Power by Kid Ink. Those are both like hip hop guys. Really? All right, we'll go out on the theme from David Guta is on billboards all over Los Angeles for like Vegas parties. I think this is the theme from WrestleMania Two, Aretha Franklin's "Who's Zoomin' Who." <laughs> perfect. It is perfect. I think it is perfect for us to go out on. Uh, let's see what it sounds like. Here we go. Come on. Doesn't that feel like 1986 in your face? Feels good. Tom, where can we find you online? Hey, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Tom Sibley. And uh, you can follow my brother Rob, too. He's at R. Emmett Sibley. Hope your date went well, Rob. Vince, where can we find you on the web? At Vince Averill on Twitter. Time limit draw on Tumblr. And this is your old pal, Matt McCarthy, encouraging you to follow me on Twitter, at McCarthyRedhead. And if you've gone this far, go a little bit further, rate, review, subscribe, do what you can do to keep this podcast alive. We're going to go watch wrestling. We suggest you do the same. Farewell, friends. Next week will be our go-home episode for WrestleMania, and uh, be very exciting. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Stay.